Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and a happy new year. It's the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway on Football Ramble Daily. David Moyes was back with a bang. Arsenal were looking better, and the third round of the FA Cup is upon us. Twenty twenty, everybody. That is the year. We're in the twenties. Very strange to think of it like that, of course. I like it. My name is Marcus. His name is Jim. His name is Luke. We're all just flappers. Yeah, we are in the twenties. Flapping around. Yeah, flapping all over the place. It's good. We know what to call the decade again for the first time in twenty years. And I think that's gonna give us an anchor point to make sure the next ten years aren't gonna be as mad as say Mm. the last five have been. I think normal's over now. Is it? We're in the new normal now. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Your normal's over, Jim. Just getting started for others, of course. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know think, what that means. Think of the got bigger... an air, it's got a chilling air to it, though. There are things that are bigger than you going on, pal. No. Mm-hmm. And the FA Cup's one of them. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Is the FA Cup bigger than Jim Campbell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say yes. But regular regular and loyal listeners of this show may disagree. They could do. Yeah. Jim's ca- Jim Campbell's uh, fan club is quite ferocious when they get going. Mm. Um, He's a weird man. Indeed. It takes them a while to get going because they're a bit old now, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they need to have a sit down. How dare you. Jim appeals to all the demographics, um, <laughs> as does Great beginning. as does the <laughs> FA Cup, Jim. Yeah. All right, yeah. stop trying to make it about yourself, yeah. Campbell. Shut Sorry, up, mate. Jim. <laughs> For goodness' sake! Because at 16 minutes past six on yeah. Sunday evening, yeah. Gillingham host West Ham, and we begin with West Ham. C- Sorry, can we begin with 16 minutes past six? Yeah. One, why is this part of the Heads Up campaign? Um, the football community want to raise awareness around mental health, so they're asking people to take an extra minute mm-hmm. to think about their emotional well-being and, and, and their mental health and all the rest of it. I quite like it. Um, mm. I think it's been spearheaded by um, Prince William, hasn't it? Duke of Cambridge. He's that... Duke of Cambridge, isn't he? he? I think he's been spearheading it. There was something in the news and one of the papers the other day on the front page. Might have been... Might have been the Daily Mail. Might have been yesterday. Never. Where he said... That, um, he, he, he was really proud to be part of this campaign. And that's why it's happening, Jim, to answer your question. Well, a lot, of the, a lot of the guys, they're all kicking off one minute after exactly. the usual exactly. Exactly. slot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's good. Uh, so it's, not, that, it's not just that one. Um, but of course, yes, West Ham will, will be away to the Jills. They hammered Bournemouth 4-0. David Moyes back in charge. Mm. My goodness, eh? That's the stuff, Moisey. Isn't, yeah. it, isn't it interesting how all this stuff goes on all this all this sports science all mm-hmm. this tactics yep. and all that stuff's important but you know you grab your Nigel Pearsons yep. your David yeah. Moyes 
The you, Brits, fe- you ferry men. The yeah. Brits are back, you baby. Big, you big Duncan Ferguson. That's not where I was going to, Marcus, but I was almost certain that's where you would go with it. Uh, and uh, it, also Mikel Arteta as well, saying, mm. what you're going to have to do here, everyone, mm. is you're going to have to try really hard. Very and hard. that'll give yourself a better chance. Absolutely. And it's worked. Uh, for, now. For, the, yeah. for now, for now, I should uh, I should correct myself from when we were talking about the ferryman thing the other day because um, originally I believe I said that David Moyes was the man who ferries um, teams from the, the land of the living, the Premier League, <laughs> to the land of the dead, the <laughs> Championship. Even though the Championship is quite good, um, uh, and I once. said it the other way around um, uh. the other day, so I should just correct that because um, it was actually how many people a lot more disrespectful um, than, than I made it out to be. But right. your, your ferocious fan group. <laughs> they, they shield you in times like that, don't they, when people have a go at you? Apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think that's tar- uh, harsh on Moyes. I don't think he does get teams relegated. Sunderland went down, but did they go down on his watch? I can't quite remember. I believe actually. so. I mean, he was, he was... That's the, the point I'm making. He made a fair prediction, of course, point. at the start of Sunderland, but I don't I'm, think... I'm going to stick my neck out here and say there might have been wider forces at play than yeah. just David Moyes. <laughs> Absolutely. Given that's what happened to Sunderland yeah. uh, consequently. Very much F- so. 4-0 win at home, though. I mean, it, it can't get better than that, can it? No, it just, just can't. <laughs> Uh, and that, that's a fair shout. I mean, Bournemouth obviously are not in uh, good licks themselves. But you're right. When when a, a manager goes, and it's Pellegrini who's a decent coach. Yeah, we know what he's. You know, he won trophies at Man City and and so on. Uh, when there's a change, and that happened, you get that reaction. Mm. Again, it's the old sort of. Well, I say the old, the kind of more newer cliches, if you like. Of you look at the players and you think. You've, were you trying under Pellegrini? Mean, yeah. But then, of course, we've all worked under managers at well, times exactly. where, you, where you are completely demotivated. I mean, there were stories that, that Noble was having a go at, at uh, Pellegrini in a training match <clears throat> where he basically stopped and said, this is why we're losing every week. Wow. And is this this kind of thing. That was just a report, you know. Um, but I think I think there's probably a bit of truth in that because I've heard on, on, on the grapevine on more than one occasion that the big issue has been a lack of real kind of motivation. If you if you yeah. if you speak, I know it's not the be all and end all, but mm. if you look, if you speak to people who go to the press conferences, they're like, oh, another another Pellegrini press conference. He's he is the quietestly quietly mm. spoken, no energy. Yeah, he's, he's not, got not really got a huge amount of charisma. And of course, fo- football and and other complicated things are much more important than just that. But it's a good place to start. Yeah, and you feel that like. We're gonna. I want to sound like an old, white, boring British guy, but like put the players in the right positions, give them a bit of motivation, give them a mm. bit of encouragement, and you might find that you're a much better team than Bournemouth, Absolutely. particularly at home. Yeah, I mean, I think as well with Pellegrini, particularly in his Premier League experience, he's used to being in a situation where his players are some of the best players in the league. Now, with respect to West Ham, they have a very talented squad, but that's not the case, is it? They're going to be mm. the underdogs in a lot of games, whereas with City, that's that was that was a lot rarer. So the sort of possession-based um, game he was trying to play with them, I don't know, it, it just got very boring, didn't it? It just got very, mm. very underwhelming for everybody involved. So I think the players being sort of, I don't know, just having a bit of freedom to express themselves well. within... I don't know, within their own skill sets a bit more. I feel that sometimes it's it's horses for courses sometimes with with, with managers. And with Pellegrini, if... I, I I feel that you can't just look at the manager in these circumstances. I'm not. I suppose I'm bringing in West Ham, but there are a number of circumstances here, and uh, footballers are different now to what they were 20, 30 years ago. Managers having long stints are, are few and far between. That's not just players. There's a number of reasons, of course, but footballers are different. That, that, that's quite clear. A lot of managers will say that. Jose Mourinho certainly does. Um, 
But with um, some managers, like you say, you've mentioned a few there, Luke, moments earlier, where they come and it's like, right, we, lads, can we start trying, please? And they go, oh, we quite like this. And then that seems to work for a bit. And then they go, well, a bit bored because you don't have much tactics. Well, and then they down tools a bit. And then and then that manager, you need someone like Pellegrini to come in who's a little bit more tactically yeah. aware, perhaps, uh, blah, blah, blah. And it, I think there's an element of that going on. I, I don't know if West Ham were playing possession football, as Jim said, under Pellegrini. I mean... They're 12th for possession percentage and they're 12th mm-hmm. for pass completion percentage. I don't really know what type of football they were trying to play. But there's an interesting article around um, Arteta and Arsenal after this May United game, right? The, the, the Arteta was making out that the reward, the reward is the work, right? Mm-hmm. The reward is the work. You work really hard and you try your best and you work as hard as you can in whatever environment, employment environment you're in. And um, the reward itself is that you come out of it thinking, do you know what? I couldn't have done any more there. Mm. And if we lose the game, okay, we've been beaten by a better team. But if we win a game because of our hard work, we feel much better about it. And I think there's a bit of that going on with West Ham. Right. Do you know where else it's happened? Southampton. When they got pumped 9-0 at home mm. by Leicester, there was talk of Hasnut losing his job, as you'd expect. They stuck with him. Why do they stick with him? Because at the club, they felt like it's a problem with the players. It's a problem mm. with the culture. Mm. And this is a make or break moment for that team and what they're going to do. And they, they've seemed to have bucked up. And it's credit to them. They had a, mm-hmm. you know, obviously had a good result at the weekend. Um, and Hasnut wasn't seen as someone who was to blame for that. But in this case, maybe it's come from the very top of Pellegrini and they needed someone to come back in there and, and, and do a good job. And we did, we, I thought we did, a good, we did a balanced job on Monday of talking about Moyes. We didn't, we, mm-hmm. we didn't say, oh God, he's just this basic Sam Adice kind of mm. get you out of relegation trouble guy. He's had a sustained period of, of, of decent success at Everton. He's worked with big players before. There's nothing to suggest that he may not be able to kind of improve them um, West Ham this season because they've got good players and they've spent well, money I mean, on good talent. Can I just he's jump in there and say, I don't actually think, and maybe you just sort of plucked him, so I don't want to, I don't actually think Sam Allardyce is that basic. I think Sam Allardyce is a mid-table Premier League manager, which is an incredibly yeah, fine, high thing to enough. achieve. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, go on Jim, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, David Moyes has done this before, hasn't he, in this exact situation? And he said he's inheriting a better squad. Uh, it's an he's interesting come home. one. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a split between Golden and Sullivan, isn't it, on, on, in their opinions of him. And I think it's very um, interesting, actually, that, they've, that they have appointed him again. It's potentially slightly awkward, but I think, I think he's going to do well. I mean, even before this result, I thought that. But... Um, Jimmy's yeah, come home. Four nil. He's come. He has come home, home. hasn't he? <laughs> Bournemouth though. Looked, He's home. Bournemouth looked terrible. Yeah, they, Bournemouth I, looked like they were from a lower division. Bournemouth are in big trouble at the moment. It's the first time they've been in the relegation zone for two years. Yeah, Bournemouth, which is a weird stat. Mm. It is. Well, how, how are they going to respond? We, we, we shall see. What about that Sebastian Allegri? Oh, it's lovely. Yeah, a little bicycle. You've yeah. described it as an overhead kick in the running, or I'd like to take issue with that. Um, well, I just said it's a bicycle kick. There, it's a so. Mark Hughes de- dictionary definition side bicycle kick. I'd say. Yeah, side which is, which is what the listeners heard me say. Yeah, fine. C- can you have a side bicycle kick? Well, I just made that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, a bicycle kick. I think it's been misconstrued over the years because a bicycle kick used to be the action of your feet pedaling like a bike. Yes, yeah. So like that. When you go one and then the yeah, other. But it, the side one isn't a isn't really a bicycle kick. No, it's, that's it more be, a scissor if, if you, kick. If you go, scissor. Yeah, I don't mind that. All right, you can have a sizz. Yeah. It's a good I mean, anyway. We know where we stand with an overhead kick. Yes. And it's, it, a, it's a bonus if you can almost kick the defender's head off as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Mark Noble among the goals. I love What's, that. I love that new coach oh, yeah. came along and Mark Noble's like, right, I'm going to begin the scoring, even yeah. though it was a bit of a lucky one. If Mark Noble is ghosting past you with a bit of trickery <laughs> to win a penalty, 
and then scoring said penalty, yeah. which I is very reliable. A bit of cheeky that. Cockney charm. Yeah, you're in I trouble. I said they're in trouble, yeah. and I meant it, Luke Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, of course. Um, so, uh, so there we are. Uh, they're away to Gillingham now. Gillingham are no mugs. They're unbeaten in seven. Got a very very credible credible point at home to, to Portsmouth on New Year's Day. Any point against Portsmouth is credible. On the 1st of January 2001, mm. I went to Fratton Park to see Portsmouth v Gillingham. Nil, nil. And I think it was, and I'm, I'm inviting people to email show at footballaroundwithday.com to challenge me on this. <laughs> I think it was the worst game of football that's ever been played at a professional level. Right. Uh, it, it made me very, I thought to myself at that point, I went through such an existential crisis in the second half that I thought, I am actually fucking wasting my time here mm. being a football fan and, you know, more specifically a Portsmouth fan. So I can't see a Gillingham v Portsmouth or a Portsmouth v Gillingham fixture without thinking, oh, I don't want to be involved in this in any way. Mm. And then for Portsmouth to get pegged back after they were they should have won the game was, was disappointing. Allied to the fact that I think that Gillingham's got a decent claim as being the worst town in Britain, um, I think this is quite a tricky tie for West Ham because they might just be lured into such a difficult situation where they lose the will to live just by yeah. playing against okay. Gillingham. Well, and I've got a... nothing more to say on this. We, Pen will they, down. Will they be attacked by the feral troglodyte locals? Nothing more to say. To nothing more to say, Jim. I'm afraid you're going to have to say more. Um, we're <laughs> Said gonna, no one ever we're gonna, about me. <laughs> we're going to have to put football to one side for a moment. Yeah. Um, those are my favourite bits. Gillingham <laughs> is the worst town in Britain, is what I you said. I said it had a decent claim. A decent claim. And if people want well, to, who else would you put in the mix there? I think Folkestone's bad. <laughs> I think. Um, so you're just staying in the Kent area. There's a couple yeah. of places. Not that a big fan of Kent. Why is that? Well, listen. Show it for. Why not throw the... Thanet in there as well? Or you're at. I don't think I've ever been there. Have you not? No. no. They probably didn't let you. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show at footballramaday.com to tell me your nominations for the worst yeah. town in Britain what? and why. Kent why why Gillingham? Kent why is Gillingham? an interesting one. Garden of England, Jim. Come on, have it, a bit it of respect. Is, some parts of it are beautiful. Yeah. Some well, why do you hate Gillingham? I'm not going to go into it. All right. Some some parts of Kent are beautiful, and let me just say that for the for the record. Mm. There's a place in place in Kent called Faversham where they have this um, oh, yeah. this hop festival, and it's a beer festival that goes on all day. And I was down there doing a, the show because they have a fringe there, and it's it it was great and it was really lovely, but it was also practically feral because it was an all day beer festival. <laughs> there was a there was a, a woman on the train who must have been sort of mid forties with a sort of beetroot bleached hair with the word bitch tattooed down the back mm. of her neck, and I thought. Oh, I might be in for a rough afternoon, Jim. Yeah. But they were lovely, to be fair. I was going to say, and that's how I... you make your second wife. Yeah. <laughs> don't ever go at your fan group, okay? <laughs> uh, is what I'm saying. Um, Jim's got a big. I, I didn't know. I wasn't aware of how big Jim's fan group was yeah. until. Yeah, this they've show. all got bitch tattooed News on their head. To me, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I, I think maybe they think I'm you. Um, they, call, they call themselves the Campbells. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> okay, right. Marcus appears to be the treasurer. The treasurer of the, treasurer yeah. of the fan club. <laughs> go with they it. They should man. call, call yeah. them that though. Crying out loud. Yeah, West Ham away to Gillingham. You, I mean. Before Moyes came in, you'd think, oh, they're in trouble yeah, there. But surely would. they're going to go through to the next well, round. I, I feel like people from Gillingham should email in as well and defend their town. I've no doubt they will. <laughs> <laughs> but will, will they be able to use their club-like hands to do that? Yeah, maybe. Who Wait, knows? Who you know who's from Gillingham? Yeah. Steve Winky Watson. I've, I've got nothing more to say. <laughs> I, re- I love Winky, but you know as well as I do exactly what he's like. The man fell down a quarry drunk. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's like. <laughs> Yeah, that's enough of a peek behind the curtain that you need as well. Yeah. Man fell into a quarry while drunk. We'll put a uh, photo of him up on the socials. I, I love that man. Good anyway. Winko. Good old Winko. <laughs> That's the Wingo that he's put, and enough of that shit. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, FA Cup. Uh, uh, one of the bigger ties of the round, of course, is Wolves at home to Manchester United. Mm. And Wolves 
will raise their game for this because, as you said the other the other day, Luke, on the podcast, uh, Wolves are Hollywood. Proving this when they lost 2-1 away to Watford. Yeah, not bothered. I know it's Nigel Pearson's Watford, but still, Wolves are a better side and Watford played the last 20 minutes with 10 men. Watford deserved the credit. They played well. They, they're, they're, in a, they're in a great bit of form. They don't... They, I mean, next time there's a round of Premier League fixtures, they can find themselves out the relegation zone, which given that people were writing them off just mm. a few weeks ago, yeah. is an amazing testament. Yeah. But... Wolves have done really well. They are going to finish high up the table this year. They might even fancy a, a tilt at the cup. They've yep. obviously got the Europa League as well. But there's an element to them that they don't like playing mm. shit teams. And uh, it's a shame because if they did, they would they would challenge for fourth. They're doing the hard part really well. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. I mean, having said that, they were beating my... I mean, to be fair, they, they lost to Liverpool, but they only narrowly lost to them. Well, they, they shouldn't... They should, I, I mean, with the goal with the VAR. We talked about that, yeah. Of course we did. But they had a few moments. I mean, they were one of the few teams that have gone to Anfield. Now, I know Liverpool have been phenomenal, obviously, um, and, and they ground out and, you you know, you win when you're on the rope slightly uh, and so on. Uh, and, you know, at some point you have to not win a game. But mm. still, Wolves, you know, one of the few teams that, that really um, had a decent go at it. But, of course, it uh, came up... By, uh, without any points uh, but they're playing Manchester United who were away to Arsenal mm. and they lost to Arsenal they did how Man United fifth well I know because you watch them and you think this is one of the worst teams I've ever seen I, I, the Premier League it does it's not a mad season apart from the first spot with Liverpool roasting away uh, and mm. Man City and Leicester making um, a, a good fist of it well Man City by their own lofty standards are not having a great season but they're still having a decent season compared to some of the other teams and Leicester obviously and I also feel like the, Chelsea, the rest of it are just it's mad well Chelsea have been in horrendous form largely well, Chelsea, and they're Spurs, still fourth Chelsea Spurs and Manchester United are still in there fourth about two months I know Chelsea. but then you you have Sheffield United knocking around there. Uh, mm. You know, one or two others. You think madness? Mm. Absolute bloody a, madness. A lot of teams in what you might call transitional periods, like a, a, a lot of them. Did I you think say Arsenal. Uh, very much. I so. think football's in a transitional period. Well, the whole sport is. Mm. Look at VAR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at other stuffs going on. UEFA Nations League. Yeah. You know, Gillingham. <laughs> Jamie Vardy. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's a transitional. Well, and you can't spell Vardy without the word VAR, VAR. of course. Exactly. Uh, or die. Met or Ard. Yeah, we yeah. could go on um, yeah. for another moment Not or really, because there's only five letters. <laughs> uh, Arsenal were much better, Jim. They were, Arteta. yeah. I was very, very... Uh, it was a relief, really, to, to see a good performance from Arsenal. It was comfortably the best performance of the season. I thought every Arsenal player played well. They they clearly knew what they were doing. They had a plan. Arteta looks just really focused. And as Luke was saying, it's so much of it is about just making them run harder and making them yeah. just... Headline should be, uh, man coaches team. Yeah, it really should <laughs> yeah. Is his, yeah. is his statue finished yet? Or is it just being uh, buffed out? I don't, they'll be bronzing it on him right now, I think. <laughs> yeah. Sort of Han Solo type yeah. way. Um, but See the yeah. little message he gave after the game? Uh, thanking everybody? What was it? Arteta. I mean, just this very simple message. Just thanks for your passion or whatever he said. You know, he also know. threw Xhaka under a bus. Oh, did he? Did he? Saying he's definitely staying. <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah. and Jacker might. Have, I don't know. I mean, presumably he knows more about the situation than I do. You, think well, so. you know what? I like this though because he's 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 playing bad cop, bad cop. He's just a one-man bad cop. He's like, I want you to stay, so I'm just yeah. going to tell everyone you are. So if you don't like it, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. I like. We need a bit of that. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think he went around every single player saying, "Shut up, shut <laughs> up"? I hope so. But in different languages, because yeah. he's probably quite skilled in that area. Yeah, he yes. probably is. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what about Nicolas Pepe? I mean, already yeah. paying off he that seventy-two million. Looked like the player that he looked like on YouTube in the summer, re- really. And mm. it was it was really really good display from him. Um, I, I just enjoyed it a lot. It was nice to just enjoy a game. <laughs> you could hear the Arsenal, Arsenal fans like hearing them chanting. Their team and sing it away, and you thought, "Oh yeah, they, uh, I knew these players were good." Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, a, a lot of people have said that actually, um, you know, Arsenal weren't that good. It's just that Man United were bad. And there, there is definitely an element of that. United were very, very sluggish, very slow. But, you know, Arsenal beat them to, you know, most balls. Uh, first half, uh, particularly. But the second half... They, they sat off Man United a lot, which I think was a deliberate thing because of perhaps fitness issues that David Luiz spoke about after the game. But I was I was just impressed that they set out to control a game in a more defensive manner and actually managed to do it. They looked a bit more confident and comfortable in, in that defensive phase. And that was they encouraging. They were taking it easy. They were taking it easy. Yeah. And, and, and why the hell not? I mean, and Meza Ozil um, was, was fantastic and, and ran a lot and ran hard. Yeah. So... All very good. More well, of it, all against, you know, two 0 win against the side who are currently fifth in the Premier League mm. is always a good thing. But you definitely, this makes me think, though. I mean, this makes me think Man United are probably quite vulnerable against Wolves, but they need they need a cup run. I would think United. They, they just need some positivity in their season, don't they? So if they go out now, this mm. will this will be a bit of a disaster for Solskjaer, I would think. Quite possibly, yeah. Well, it's 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 one of the tastier ties of the round, of course. The tastiest, perhaps, is probably uh, Liverpool versus Everton. Um, but but Wolves versus Manchester United will certainly turn a few heads. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's have some emails with Jim Campbell. Has anyone seen Pete? No. Is he coming? Is he back on Monday? Oh, I thought this was. I thought it was like a planned absence. Is he AWOL again? Oh, he planned it. I'm sure. (laughs) He's back on Monday. Who knows? Yeah. Just just when I played that and I heard his voice, I I haven't actually heard from Pete for a while. (laughs) What's he doing? Yeah, sorry, Jim. Nice to hear from him. Yeah. Okay, so hello chaps. I am sorry to drag the footballer food puns out anymore, but... Oh, here we go. Anymore, as, brother! As Tim Weston's aforementioned former flatmate, I can confirm pervert. That is all. Oh. Thanks, Adam it. So this is the guy who did the laughing foul cow, yeah. which I'll be honest, over Christmas depressed me, Yeah, yeah. Uh, and some other footballer food-based mm. puns around a dinner party, yes. and now his, his flatmate's got in touch calling him a pervert. Yes. His flatmate called Adam Dunnett says... <laughs> That he's he's a pervert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what a dirty they, situation. Is it your fan club, this. Jim? <laughs> it's our fan club. Yeah, <laughs> you're as yeah, much exactly. involved. You've cultivated this as much as I have. Oh, yeah. Don't back out now. Yeah, Marcus, why aren't the emails better? I don't know. <laughs> it's almost like we've left an absolute idiot in charge of them for the last five years, <laughs> and now they're some kind of untended, corn, dusty corner of the empire. Well, let's yeah. <laughs> let's have a call to arms now. Come on, people. Well, yeah, we're going to get we're going to get a lot of Gillingham ones, aren't we? We got a lot of Gillingham ones. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of Arsenal fans moaning when they. Come back down to earth at home to Leeds on Monday. Shut night. up! Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm going to find refreshing? If a couple of people just email going, Gillingham, yeah, it's not that great. Yeah. Well, I don't think we're going to see don't that. Don't try and get people to email it on your side. Yeah. Like, if Pete is back though. next week, and he may or may not be, we don't know. He's not going to let well, any. Well, one, he's not going to listen to the show. No. And two, he's not going to go hit him when he sees loads of emails about Gillingham. <laughs> about what else? About. I mean, his his hometown might get a mention. The way he Hartlepool. talks, the, oh. way, the way. Let me finish. The way he talks about it, he might email in himself. Well, as if you would ever lower yourself to go into Hartlepool, Mister Home Counties. What are you talking? Mm. Have you been to Hartlepool? Sorry. I've I have I've been to. I don't know if I've been to Hartlepool. I've been to Sunderland, which is up that way. Was that an times. official visit? And uh, cut, cut the ribbon. And yeah. <laughs> I'm always. Hello, I've come to collect your taxes. I'm bring, opening a Pizza Express. I always bring my left-handed scissors with me just in case. <laughs> Don't run with them <laughs> or any not. sharp. No, 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 absolutely yeah. not. Any more emails, Jimbo? Nope, that is it. Oh blimey! Fucking hell! Do email in then. <laughs> it is. I mean, we have had New Year's, so maybe people, everyone's still asleep. You haven't emailed. No one. 
because there's none. <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go for a quick break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. Welcome back to the preview show on Football Ramble Daily, sponsored by Betway, everybody. Right then, back into the FA Cup. We've got some potential banana skins. I love a potential banana skin. Absolutely right. I'm going to start with my own fave, Fulham at home to Aston Villa. Mm. Aston Villa, they beat Burnley. They Good did. win. Jackie, yes. Jackie Grealish in the mix up Grealish again. Grealish again. I, I know some Villa fans say, oh, you know, everyone always talks about Grealish. But with that hair, with those legs, he has and legs. with those goals, Jim, <laughs> you've got to talk about him. Mm. Sorry, I was just going to say he has legs. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, I, he's got legs like Popeye's arms. He, his, you know what I mean? His They're legs are massive. Do you remember leg- when Bob DeMello told us about John Hartson's calves? <laughs> Yeah. I can never stop. I see a, so basically, I, nobody knows who Bob is. Right, it doesn't matter. Steve doesn't Winky matter. Watson is. They know that we're, he's going to be a friend Let's of talk ours. about Tiggy Rainbow yeah. while we're at it. Well, listen, good, to, good for him to get a mensch. <laughs> Tiggy Rainbow, Bob, of course. He played in the FA Vars final, it, Tiggy it, Rainbow. It feels like the last day of term. <laughs> yeah. We're going to play Monopoly in a minute. I don't um, know, yeah. So Bob DeMello, they don't need to know who he is. He's no. someone we know. Yeah. He, he, I don't want to throw him under a bus. Um, but he always talks whenever I see a, a chunky pair of calves I actually oh, yeah. saw one on my run yesterday a guy just obviously breezed past me mm-hmm. I was like oh he's got big th- uh, calves um, 
Bob DeMello said that he used to work somewhere John Hartson, that John Hartson would frequent. Yes. Um, and he said that John Hartson's little party trick after mm. a couple of beers was he'd roll his trousers up and With show his calves. A couple of beers. Yeah, and Bob DeMello said they were the biggest calves he's ever seen, like a joint of ham yeah. under some cling film, and just looking at them made him feel sick. <laughs> so every time I think of Jack Grealish yeah. now, mm. I was instantly think of John Hartson's calves. Is that the future for Grealish, do you think? Maybe. He just keeps yeah. working on his calves over and over again. I don't think Jack Grealish is of a similar build to John Hartson. No, I don't think Jack Grealish's are as big as, as Hartson's were. Grealish's are, I'm going to say, sexy. Yeah, he looks good. They're powerful. Yeah, that's why he rolls his socks down, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Showing off, isn't well, it? And we, well, I appreciate it, certainly. If, if that guy who punched him in the head that punched him in the calf, ah, he'd have broken I his hand. That. He'd have broken his hand. Yeah, none of that nonsense. But they're away to uh, Fulham, of course. Um, Villa. Uh, I mean, they're 17th, one point above Bournemouth. You were at Fulham on New Year's Day, weren't you? I was. Or otherwise known as the Charlie Adams Show. Yeah. 34-year-old Charlie Adams. Been running since 1954, that show. <laughs> judging by the look of him. I yeah. couldn't... Wait, uh, two did, he look, did he look up at the bottom of a hill? Ah, oh, yeah, I think so, yeah. He had a very tough paper round. Um, two shots from about the halfway line. Right. Remember, remember he always shot. Oh yeah, Jamie, Car- Jamie Carragher used to moan, didn't yeah. he? At Liverpool. He it's, like his, um, it's like his um, wrestling move, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, very much so. But he got the winning goal. From the halfway line? Uh, no, it was an uncharacteristic tapping. Oh. I thought, what's he doing that close to the goal? But he got it. Fair play to him. Um, but yeah, Charlie Adam just chugging around the park. I mean, he, he looks a lot older than 34. But <laughs> As you, we've made very clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you How old would you say he looks? <sighs> would you say he looks older than me? Oh, he easily. He'd look uh, older than you and Jim? Yes, put together. I, I feel slightly un- <laughs> I'm slightly uncomfortable about sort of, you know, criticising a person for how they look. And especially as they're a professional athlete. It, yeah, quite. But it is quite amazing just yeah. how, how much older he looks now than no, but when I think, he did when he was in the Premier League. No, but I think, like, when when he walked out on the pitch, it was kind of like, oh, that, that he kind of sticks out a little bit because often, you know, players are quite young and so on. But then, of course, he pops up with the winner, you know, some nice touches. You think, there's old Charlie doing the business. I mean, he's, his corners are worth 15 million at, at, least, <laughs> at least. I don't think there's anything vicious, Jim. I think it's just, yeah. I'm sure he's a lovely fella. He's a great football player. He's no, a great we're career. praising him, saying he got the winning goal and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, Fulham. But Fulham have, have kind of been, I mean, I saw him the game before, you saw him New Year's Day. Presumably yeah. it was more of the same from them. They're, yeah. not, they're not in great nick at the moment. It's a funny one, but, I mean, they're in the playoff spots, um, but with the front line they have, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, should they be bothering the top two? Probably a little bit more. They would say. Scott Parker said after the match, he was like, I was there scratching my head again, saying, "How how are we? How were we one nil down and then two nil down?" And it's true. But the thing is with Fulham, despite having, I mean, Mitrovic and like Cavallio and uh, uh, Cavallero, sorry, yeah. uh, and uh, he's, Cavallero's a streaky player though. He's, he is. He can be very frustrating. I mean, he scored a nice goal against. Um, uh, who Reading. were talking about Reading yeah, yeah. So, um, he is a streaky player but he can produce moments and but, Knockout can produce moments as well so they have a good front three um, and, and they have some good players in there but ultimately you know you can get at them and with Villa yes it's a potential banana skin but at the same time Villa do have some decent attacking players so well I I'll tell, I'll tell okay. you well, I saw, obviously saw Fulham against Stoke and they closed out the win narrowly as I said but <clears throat> Stoke went to Huddersfield last game out and smashed them and yeah. Huddersfield aren't very good mm. but it, Maybe I was being a bit harsh on Fulham there. Maybe Stoke were a little bit better than I thought they were mm. um, because they had a lovely old time um, against Huddersfield. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there, there's a potential one. What about Spurs away to Middlesbrough? Yeah, Middlesbrough have been resurgent, haven't they? Well, they've been a little bit better recently, but Spurs are... That's what resurgent means. Yeah, well, <laughs> I thought you were... They've won four in a row. T- oh, well, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're, they've been resurgent, Jim. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Spurs, uh, their resurgency ended quite 
soon, didn't it? After yeah, Mourinho it joined, this is a, this is a little glimpse into season three, isn't it? <laughs> like a flash forward. But I don't know. I don't think he's really got his claws into this side yet. No. But, aren't, but aren't they? It's a very very strange situation. This because I think I understand why people are piping up saying they're not doing very well. But his record since he's gone there is actually quite good. Yeah. Yeah. It isn't, it Outside isn't of Liverpool and. I forget, it's either Man City or Leicester. Haven't they returned 16 points in eight games? They're actually doing okay. They weren't They weren't great against Southampton. They were very, very um, short of ideas, it looked like to me. They've got issues with um, recruitment. You wonder whether them doing that thing and not buying players in transfer windows is starting to come back and yeah. bite them now. The Ndombele thing's very concerning. I mean, he went off holding his knee and his groin. Yeah, it's a shame. Mourinho looked fuming about yeah, it. Yeah, he did. He said some funny things about it. it it's... I wonder whether Mourinho... I wondered if this would happen where Mourinho is such a, a, a serial winner, even if you criticise what he did at Man United, still won a European trophy, still won bits yeah, and pieces. You know. So he, he, he's a guy who wins all the time. Now, regardless of, of how good Spurs have been over the last few years under Pochettino, they've not won anything. And no, I yeah. wonder whether Mourinho looks at that team and goes, it's all very nice and you're all good players and stuff, but I fucking win stuff here. Yeah. And in my career, and we're going to win stuff, and he's and he's mm. maybe getting a little bit frustrated because mm. Kane went off with a hamstring as yeah. well. They've got a paper thin yeah. team, so I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I, mean, I thought Stanton were decent. By there's the way. a really interesting way that um, Mourinho seems to act around injured players. John Terry apparently said that he used to ignore them. Um, That's right. Yeah. He, he basically he said that they would. He, he'd walk straight past you if you're on the treatment table. And he, he's John Terry. He's the captain. Mm. Jim, would you be hugely surprised to know that um, I heard reports that Roy Keane used to do that at the moment <laughs> as well? <laughs> no. Would that be a surprise to you? No, actually, that would make me feel like everything is right with the world yeah. and I understand things. But I mean, Roy Keane is just looking at you as weak. Yeah, like, How exactly. on earth? Sort your muscles out. I don't yeah. care what Just grow did. another one. Yeah, you right. Coward. But I can imagine, though, Mourinho, there is... A, well, I mean, there clearly is a bit of that, as, as, as John Terry was saying there. But what about the comments he made about Mike Dean? That's oh. great. Two great people coming together. Two great men yeah. of football. Uh, of course, he was shown a yellow card, and Mourinho said after the game, I clearly deserved the yellow card. I was rude, but I was rude with an idiot. <laughs> the, yeah, it's so good. If you see the picture or, or see the footage of it, they actually sort of half-hug as Mike Dean books him as well, oh, yeah. which is just double box office yeah, yeah. Dean, Dean got confused amazing. about having to shake someone's hand he didn't know who he was Did you see that yeah, yeah. that was great who this was, was that? like was when a, 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 a corporate guest or something no know. idea it seemed a bit yeah I, I, I looked around and I couldn't find who that was at the start of the game no I didn't know it was if it's someone it. obvious then forgive us team yeah. Dean on that one yeah. yeah, indeed, yeah. Uh, but Southampton, as you said, Luke, were, were excellent again. It's another good win. It's another goal for Danny Ings. Yeah, and a beautiful goal as well. So, so well taken. Euros, Jim. Well, I was thinking that. That mm. sort of form, it's hard to, hard to ignore. What, what are you guys' thoughts on his chances for a call-up? I don't think he will get one ultimately because I think the two main strikers will be Kane and Abraham. Mm. Southgate likes Wilson. Uh, I know Wilson's had his injury problems. I'll take Ings over Wilson. On this form, you mm. probably would, but will there be enough? Because I mean, you know, Rashford. Because he's going to play with one forward, and, and you have Kane and Abraham's the backup. And in the highly unlikely event both of them got injured, he'd probably play Rashford through the centre. But I think that if if if, if Danny Ings carries on like this, he's going to end up with he could end up with twenty five goals this season. Well, and and for a team that are down in the relegation mm. battle, you yeah. you can't really argue with that. And if you're wondering why are you talking about the Euros, it's a Euros year. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, you know what? That's the first time I've realised that. It's this year, isn't it? I'm glad yeah. I broke it to you and your fan club. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, Spurs away to Middlesbrough. I mean, Barra, as you say, Luke Moore, they've won four in a row. They beat Preston North End with big Rudy Gestead on the score sheet. Yeah. Who sort of, was that an overhead kick? I don't know if you saw that. It certainly wasn't. I haven't actually seen this goal, so I can tell you. Yeah. It, imagine Rudy Gestead doing an overhead kick. 
That's what it it's was. Hard, yeah, I feel like I would have felt Very that. To imagine. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. disruption in the fourth. Oh, balls into the box. Ali, yeah, Ali Razor Yamback scored an overhead kick. Oh, and it was an absolute was beauty. He did. It was an absolute peach. Can yeah. I just say? I know. I know. I'm jumping ahead of the gun here, but I've, I've genuinely got nothing to say about Middlesbrough or Preston. <laughs> so, um, with with Ali Razor Yamback and Jim's shaking his head as well. Um, I, I I think he might be the nicest bloke in the Premier League. Delightful man. He just looks such a nice player. And when he scored that second, because we scored the first goal for yeah. Brian, he got very emotional. We all saw that. Mm-hmm. When he scored the second goal, it was a beauty, obviously. Mm. Um, the whole team went to him. The, even yeah. the keeper. Yeah. Matt Ryan ran all the way up there. Yeah, yeah. They obviously love him. And um, who was it? It was um, Neil Mope who had yep. to present him with the man of the match. Right, yeah. And he said, he, oh, I just can't. I just, I'm, it's a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. Yeah. And when Yahanbach was talking about how I've been working really hard in training, mm. I've been training well, I felt like I was going to get my chance. You see Neil, Neil Mopo was like nodding along. Yeah. Yeah. And they love him there. Well, and wonder, he's a bloody handsome chap as he, well. He's got a lot going for him. I wonder if there's you know, an interesting backstory there. Perhaps he'll be interviewed in depth. Um, if he already has, forgive me, I haven't seen it. But perhaps there's an interesting backstory there. You know, it'd be quite, His so. English is perfect. Oh, Beautiful. He yeah, spent a lot of time in Netherlands, of course, so he probably honed his English then. Yeah, yeah. Mope is a pleasingly stocky fellow as well, isn't he? I think so. He, he looks like tough. He looks mm. like he'd give you a hell of a run around. Brian at home to Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Banana skin. Maybe. Thinking, I think Brighton will be. I think, I think Brighton will be. They'll, they'll do. They'll win two nil uh, or, or one or two nil, and and it will be described as a professional job. Yes. Sheffield Wednesday coming off of a bit of a bad run, but as ever with these types of fixtures that you've identified, Marcus, it, a big thing we should mention is it depends how the teams, the, the Premier League teams, approach them. Mm. If you're if you're a um, if you're a Brighton. I mean, yeah, of course you want to win the FA Cup and, and, and it's exciting times down there because they've changed the way they play and they're exciting to watch now compared to what they used to be like. But you want to stay in the Premier League, right? You've got mm-hmm. that stadium. It's, it's a new era for Brighton. They don't really want to go down. I don't think they will go down. But if he says, thinks to himself, mm-hmm. I could do without this, sad as it sounds these days, that's modern football. It's kind uh, of fair enough. Yeah, I would say that, that you would... I think you can stay in both, I think. Well, also because there's an absolutely ridiculous Christmas period. Or are you and using... Then the FA, well, the FA Cup just, just comes along at the end Are you using Wigan it. as the precedent? For crying out loud, don't win the thing. It can happen, it can mm-hmm. happen. We'll but, down. you know, someone was saying to me, I don't know the detail on this, but someone was saying to me that... Um, it might have been Philippe Auclair mm-hmm. was saying on Twitter that this idea that we play a ridiculous amount of football over Christmas mm-hmm. in England hasn't always been the case. They they used to play on um, two games in three days of crank around Christmas. Yeah. That was kind of it. And now because of TV and because of the rest mm-hmm. of it, this is what Philippe was implying, it's gone off the scale. Yeah. And off the back of a really difficult Christmas period, they now have these FA Cup games. It's, it, it, it seems a bit relentless, so you wouldn't blame a coach yeah. for for not maybe playing a very strong team. Which is why Norwich away to Preston North End has got banana skin written all over it. Yeah, at the same Norwich time, is though, shit. The team, well, Norwich are shit. Should have beaten Palace, we, though. As we know. But um, for teams like Brighton and Norwich, and for those squads of players, realistically, we know they're not going to challenge for the Premier League. Of course they're not. So this is a chance to actually be in a competition where mm. you think, you know what, we can have a go at this, and maybe if luck goes our way, you know, Wigan have done it in the past, other other teams that are maybe a bit less um, you would expect to win it less have gone on and won it so I don't know I think it, it depends on the attitude of the players doesn't it it's, mm. it's so much down to the, the individual motivations in those, in those squads I'm going to mention two more fixtures before we move on Chelsea v Forest Forest up in 4-3 wins on the bounce mm. could they more on them in a minute could they Oh, Crystal Palace at home to Derby. Could we see Wayne Rooney oh, feature? Yeah, that'd at be the, great. At the time of recording, the, um, the, the Derby-Barnsley game hasn't been played. Mm. Uh, but there He's is eligible from now. He is. But actually quite worrying story coming out of Derby today. I don't know if you guys saw it. Their players weren't paid on New Year's Eve. They're supposed to be paid. And they really? Are they paying and Rooney that much? There's been a delay. <laughs> well, Wayne Rooney's part of his... Um, 
part of his wages are being paid by a betting company, which right. we won't mention because we're sponsored by another betting company. But he, so, but the, the, the club is saying that um, they're waiting for investment. It's going to be the pay is going to be sorted out. They said it's going to be sorted out today, but obviously we don't know that at the time mm. of recording. So I wonder if that will overshadow Wayne Rooney's well, be a shame debut. If it did. Yeah, shame they've had a difficult did. season, like Derby, really. They have. Well, hopefully Wazza can get in there and inspire them. Well, from a pure football point mm. of view, I know he's been at the club training with them for a while. He's doing a bit of coaching as yeah. well. It will be good to see what I'm, level he's at. I'm fascinated yeah. to see. Yeah. I really I am. think he's going to tear it up in the championship. I really do. How many, how many sendings off between now and the end of the season? <laughs> yeah. I'm go what, and one? Get, one's a you safe bet. One? No, I think, think, I think two? he'll do all right. I think none. Tougher think, paper round none. than Charlie Adam or? <laughs> Similar route, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> I think because he's, he's always had that physicality, hasn't he? Yeah, that's oh, yeah. going to serve him well there. Hmm. I'm, I, I am delighted because I think, you're right, I think he's got something left in the locker. I really hope we don't see him. It'd be, a, it'd be an emotional reunion with uh, Roy Hodgson, won't it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> After the things they've seen together. It's about two Vietnam veterans. <laughs> My goodness. All right, Luke, let's have Betway's four to score. Let's do a bit of Betway's four to score. Yeah, so four to score entry is free. All you've got to do is pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches each round. And if you're correct, this week you can win up to £150,000. One of our listeners actually got very close to it. Yes. Um, he was waiting for Martial in the final game, which of course didn't happen. Um, so it was Chris Foote. Yeah, shout out to Chris, who had predicted correctly uh, Gabriel Jesus, Todd Cantwell, and Mark Noble. Um, three really big shots. Well, yeah. Gabriel Jesus may be fairly obvious, but the others are pretty good shouts. Uh, unfortunately, Anthony Martial, it's another person that Man United have let down this season. Um, they didn't make it. So it's rolled over. Um, £150,000. So yeah, betway.com forward slash four to score. That's slash the number four and then to score. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game, <clears throat> of course, and further T's and C's apply. We've got we've picked one each. Jim, you've got Wolves, Man United, and I believe it's that man again. Yes, I've gone for Raul Jimenez because sooner or later this is just going to... It's the law of averages, isn't it? It's going to happen. So I think I'm just going to keep... If I get Wolves, I'm going to keep going with him until he gets it because otherwise I'll feel like... I've screwed it up. If he, I feel like if I don't pick him, it will happen. Yeah, fine. That's all you have to say. Um, game two is Pete's. That's Chelsea v Nottingham Forest. I'll give you a clue. Have you already seen it? Yeah, yes. you've already seen it. <laughs> He's gone for Samuel Olawasewi, Jusa Taromo, Amiobi. Yes. Sammy Amiobi. He's got to pick him. I mean, he doesn't have to, though, does he? That's the thing. He really doesn't have to pick him. No, but it's Pete, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Norman, this is how passionate Pete was about picking Sammy Amiobi. I didn't even have to prompt him. Mm. And anyone who knows Pete yeah. knows that when it comes to admin, you have well, to prompt him. What a lot. he needs is a good prompting. He does. Um, Palace v Derby, I've got. Yeah. I almost went for Wayne Rooney. <laughs> but I nice. thought, nah, I'm going to play the averages. I'll go for Luka Milivievic. Mm. Yeah. Well, I've got a Liverpool versus Everton, and actually, maybe I'm giving Pete enormous benefit of the doubt here. He was thinking, who would start for Chelsea? Because they may mix it up a bit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I think Liverpool will do that. And I was thinking, uh, who will do? I think Liverpool will win the game. But I thought, well, Everton. I, I think that they will have Richarlison or and Calvert Lewin probably in the side. Mm. Calvert Lewin among the goals recently, of course. So I've gone Calvert Lewin. Fair enough. So that's just to, just to sum up. It's um, Raúl Jiménez, Sami Amiobi. Luka Milivievic and Dominic Calvert-Lewin mm. are our four selections. If all those players score first in their respective games, we win £150,000 for charity or at least a share of it. Go to betwell.com forward slash four to score to play yourself. It's completely free to play, but you must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do bet the responsible way. Indeed. And looking ahead to the weekend, little mensch for Ian Holloway. Oh yes, he's mm -hmm. taken over at Grimsby. He was delighted. He said, I'm like a 
kid in a candy shop or something like that. Yeah, I like the fact Lovely. that he, he's so enthusiastic. So he had a four-hour meeting yeah. over fish and chips he with did. the owner of Grimsby before he agreed to take them on. Yeah, and the Grimsby Telegraph headline: Batter the net. Yes, <laughs> nice. Well, the, the 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 Grimsby Town chairman said it turned out like it was Holloway interviewing him. You'd expect that because yeah. it, Holloway is yeah. he's at me bound at high levels. So yeah, yeah. It'd be exciting to see how they get on. Their, their first, I think, he was in the stands for the game they just had, but his first game officially in charge is against Mansfield. Um, at the weekend so maybe we'll, we'll talk a bit about that on Monday indeed yeah but Grimsby are struggling but great to see Ian Holloway back in business absolutely alright ladies and gentlemen now it's time for Luke's game so the heat is on and the time is right it's time for you for you to play the game people are coming everyone's trying trying to be the best that they can to reach for the sky where the stakes are so high we're all going for going for Lord. Um, yeah, Luke's game. I haven't got my own jingle. Um, no, no one likes me. Pete's away working on it. Um, last time around, we played this last Thursday, and Jim won 4-1. Something a, win for Jim. It was a landslide. No. Uh, Marcus, how do you feel going into this one? I feel uh, on the back foot, quite frankly. Are you, are you quite desperate to win? I'm hum- uh, not desperate, because that puts you off your game. But I would I obviously Focused. want to win. Mm. Um, but I, um, I've been humbled. Jim, you don't give a shit, presumably. I have very little competitive spirit. Yeah, so I, yeah, I know okay. that. Yeah. Um, so the way it works is, um, if you're new to this, maybe it's a new podcast for you for 2020. Mm. Welcome. You've probably got none of the jokes. Yeah. And we're about 40 minutes in. I was you're probably. Say, you think they're this far in? You're probably long gone. Mm. Yeah. But just in case you stuck around because you left it on the on the speaker and yeah. you're doing something else. Um, the way it works is, I give the guys a player. They auction and bid between themselves about how many of the clubs they can name. Uh, if they name the club successfully, first of all, they have to win the bid. But if they name the club successfully they get a point if they put one single toe wrong the other person gets the point it's high stakes oh, yeah. it's the best of five and we're starting because Jim is the running champion with Jim this week Okay. Uh, and the first player Jim I'd like you to bid on he's played for 10 clubs in total Ooh. is your friend and mine Teddy Sheringham me. ready steady Teddy yeah <laughs> four straight away well, open the bid with four and see if Marcus takes you on. I just wonder. If, hmm. I shouldn't be giving out tactics. No. I, should, I shouldn't. I'm sorry. I was poor by me. That's against the code. I think Marcus will get more than that, though, is the thing. You think a lot of me, Jim, but you beat four. me 4-1 last time. Five. Five, all right. Yeah, I'll go with five. Marcus, can you do six? Well, I'm going to have to. You're going to go for six? You're not yeah. going to ask him to name him? No, I'm going to go for six. All right, Jim, you want to go seven? Nah. Name him. Millwall. Correct. Tottenham Hotspur. Correct. West Ham United. Correct. Um, Manchester United. Correct. Uh, now, this is the one where I might... Colchester United? Correct. Well done. And there's an obvious one I'm missing now, which is Paul. Um, and people are going to be shouting at me. England. No, you can't have him. <laughs> Got to name a club. I do need to name People a will club. be shouting at you, Marcus, but what they need to remember is yeah. in the heat of the studio and the pressure's on, it's a different game, isn't it? Uh-huh. We could all hit in one, four, seven breaks in snooker when, when there's no one watching. Yeah. I'm so annoyed with myself because Colchester's are one of those tough ones. Yeah. And I should be able to get another one. And I'm genuinely really struggling. And Jim's thinking, ha, 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 you should be naming this one. Um, do you think I can't tell when you're filling for time? Because <laughs> yeah. I can tell. Okay. One more time. I need you to name it. I know you do. <laughs> Come on, Come on, Marcus. Um, Portsmouth. Correct. There we go. There you go. There it is. You could have had Nottingham Forest, of course. Oh yeah, of course. Could have had Millwall. 
I'd have been very surprised. He, had he did have milk. Oh, yeah, milk. You, you, there was a Dutch club, wasn't there? Uh, he played. No, he played for Swedish. Oh, club. Swedish club. Gardens. Oh, Gardens, Yeah, okay. I'd have been very surprised if he got the fact that he spent um, five games on loan at Aldershot in 1985. Yeah, wow. But you could have had Stevenage as well. Um, but Forrester, because he scored, was it the first goal that was on Sky Sports? Did he really? I don't know that. It's a good little stat. I think, that's, I think, I think that was him. All right, Marcus, so that's one point to you. You will get to go first this game, okay. uh, this one. Um, and the player, he's played for six clubs in total, just six. Yeah. And it's Rud Hullet. Rud Hullet. Yeah. Nice to hear his name. Legend of the 80s and 90s. Although he started his career in the 70s, interestingly enough. Did he? Yeah. Started his career in 1979. All oh, right. I'll go for three. Jim? I would. Hmm, I'm not sure about one, but I'll go, I will go for four. Marcus, do you want to go five out of six? Mm. I'll be, this is very. That'd be too rich for me. I don't think I could do five. Um, get him to name him. Put him on the back foot. Go on. Oh, you shouldn't be dishing out tactics. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> go, go on, Jimmy. Name four. So uh, Chelsea, correct. Um, AC Milan, correct. Sampdoria, correct. There, there you and this go. one, I'm not sure about Ajax. You got, you're going for Ajax? Yeah. Incorrect, I'm afraid. Ah. Was it PSV? PsV, ah, Feyenoord, or HFC Harlem, you could have Do you know what? I, that was the one. Yeah. I, obviously, it was Dutch, and I was thinking, oh, is it Ajax or is it PSV? That's two points for Marcus. He's two up or three yeah. to play. All right, Jim, um, your time to go first. I'll be honest, I did this last night, and I, when I opened my computer <laughs> up this morning, I thought, it's quite hard now. The first two, <laughs> the first two are fair enough. I think the last three, are, the two of the last three are very tough. Uh-huh. Um, so, he's played for seven clubs, Jim. Mm-hmm. You get to go first. He's been in the headlines a lot. Here we go. It's Wee Davy Moyes. Oh, just because nice. we don't talk about him as a player. Yeah, you both look absolutely blank. <laughs> Bloody Nora. I've, I've two. One of them's a guess. Okay, well, that's two. Um, it's a firm and fair bit of two, Jim. Don't be ashamed of that. All right. Well, I'll go three then. All right, Mark. Uh, Jim, presumably you're not going to go nah. four. No. So you need to name three clubs that David Moyes played for, mm. crucially. Preston and Celtic. That's two, correct. Yeah, so I knew those. And then I just thought, right, <laughs> where am I going to go with this one then? Uh... You said you're just going to get a club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go for it then. I mean, do I go for like a sort of a lower Scottish one? This is for the win as well. For the, the win. I'll go St. Johnston. Incorrect, I'm afraid. Uh, That's a point to Jim. I'd have gone Motherwell. You'd have also been incorrect. Uh, Celtic, then Cambridge United. That's a fall from grace. Yeah. Mm. Celtic to Cambridge. Yeah. Well, Cambridge they, were probably good. they were good then. They were good then. It could have been, um, what, would that have been with Dion Dublin, maybe? It's in the early 80s. Then uh, Bristol okay. City, then Shrewsbury Town, then Dunfermline Athletic, short spell at Hamilton, Academicals, Ham- yeah. Hamilton Ackies, and then finished at Preston. North End. So I knew it was going to be one of those sort of Scottish clubs that have mm. been in the top flight before, mm. but a bit of a, yeah. So okay. it's 2 1. 2 1. Jim, you're up. Mm-hmm. Yuri Djorkaev. Oh, good one. Oh. Nine clubs for Yuri. Nine? Bloody yeah. hell. Yeah. Oh, dear. He was a great player. He was. Really good. What a player he was. Should better name all his clubs then. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> for France, what a player. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What an international go... servant he was. Yeah. I only go three, but I'm not even confident on that. <laughs> it's so annoying. When I think to myself, I should think, you know I, mean? I, should I, know think that. I think I've got like three. Jim goes, I'll go three. And I'm like, oh. Started his career in 1984, retired in 2006, 22-year career, obviously lifted the World Cup with France. Mm. In 98, he was in the, yeah, in the squad. Pretty sure he did, yeah. I don't know if he featured that much, though. But he was, he was a f- great player. player. Mm. Um, all right, Jim. No, I'm going to go four. Jim, you want five? No. Okay, Marcus, please name four clubs that the great Yuri Djorkaev represented. Bolton. Correct. <laughs> Correct. What a place to start. Inter. 
Correct. PSG. Correct. Yeah. Monaco. Correct. Oh, well done. What a win that is. Very good. That's 3 1. I thought, do you know what? I thought that sort of uh, split shirt Monaco. So I could see him. He started at Grenoble, went to Strasbourg, then Monaco, then Paris Saint Germain, then Inter, Kaiserslautern, uh, Bolton, a little stint at Blackburn. Oh yeah, mm. and then he went to finish his career at New York Red Bulls. It's three-one, Marcus. This Lovely. would be this would be absolutely sweet if you could return this with a four-one one of your own. <laughs> we'd be level on aggregate. Yeah, we would. We have to go to away goals. <laughs> um, the final player. He's played for eight clubs. It's a nice, easy one to finish off with. Who's going first? You this time, I think, Marcus. Yeah. Eight clubs. Joe Cole. Joey Cole. Yeah. Big Joe. Uh huh. Actually, sorry. Do you know what? It's actually seven, not okay. eight. Okay, I'll go four. Eight. Yeah, I can definitely do four. I've said four. It's seven, yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm going to have to go five, aren't I? You want six? No, I've said four. Yeah, he said five. Oh, sorry, sorry, what you mean? Uh, now you go the five. Okay, so West Ham. Correct. Chelsea. Correct. Liverpool. Correct. Lille. Correct. Oh, where else has he been? Do you know what? <laughs> I forgot Liverpool. I'm surprised he played for, for that many. Did he drop down to the championship at some point? <laughs> you got one more well, to go. You're sweary from Jim there. No, they often hear it, do you? Yeah. Oh, no. oh. Well, this has been a great New Year's quiz. This. Yeah. You've done well. Actually. One more Joe Cole Club, Jim, to to rescue a bit of, a bit of a consolation. Yeah, I don't. Know. And to win on aggregate over this festive period. See, he must have been on loan somewhere. He was on loan at Lille. If you already identified. Yeah. Rangers? I don't fucking know. Incorrect. Do you know what, Jim? Alex McLeish, when he was Rangers boss, talked about something. Marcus, Marcus wins 4-1. Marcus, Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay Rowley's he finished his yeah. career. Right? Yeah, but he also played Aston Villa and Coventry. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't remember him going to Villa. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There we go. Good, good effort, though. Yeah. Marcus wins 4-1. I don't well think done, I've Marcus. got a Marcus Jingle. I don't know if I've got one. Hang on. Let's It'll be in there somewhere. It's there. Yeah, it's probably in there somewhere. Come What's on. this one? and Moise Keen. Yeah, I'm near right. enough. Moisey King. Yeah. yeah. Good to hear you get what I meant. It's it's worth mentioning. We still respect We wouldn't sub for a sub in. <laughs> no. It's worth mentioning, Luke, you said this off air recently that not only are these these jingles labelled in some sort of incomprehensible uh, admin system that Pete's got, yeah. they're also all at different volumes. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> they are, yeah. Can we have another one just at random? Yeah, all right, hang on, let me find one. Have a little have a little spin. Have a little go. Oh, I just clicked on one called Silence, and it was silence. Oh, <laughs> It's the most descriptive one yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll find one for you. Here we go. Let's find one here. Um, come on. Here we go. They're going. Oh, yeah. That was for yeah. the, That's the live show. That's no, what right. I've got. happened now. That's what I've got. It's time I to cannot stress enough. They are named random words. Yeah. So you could be hitting anything. I have to make a note of them on my book mm-hmm. um, to know which ones to press at the right time to do the actual show. Anyone's labelled uh, Gillingham in there? No, thankfully well, not. No, no. Thankfully not. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the previous show sponsored uh, by Betway, of course, on Football Ramble Daily. I am back with Jonathan Wilson tomorrow. Be really loud. For greatest games, <laughs> which you should get your lug holes around. Uh, thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. See you soon. This was a Stakhanov production. See this one, mm. one minute, nine seconds. Yeah. It's just labelled fight. Go on. Hey, come on, fight! Bell end number one. The- oh, yeah, that was... I don't the- even remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Mm. Great memories. <laughs>